Hey team, this is Grant David Collins and welcome to Basement Philanthropy, a place for people who do not want to wait until they're rich or retired to create meaning, impact, and connection with their time, talents, and money, regardless of the amount. On this July 4th, we are going to be talking about the freedom to give, so let's get started. Okay, so here is a very interesting question to start off what will likely be the most patriotic podcast of Basement Philanthropy history. Have you ever wondered what would have happened if July 4th wasn't on July 4th? Like, what if one of the most iconic outdoor holidays of the year was on January 23rd? You look outside your window, instead of seeing sun, you see rain clouds and below 50 degree weather. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not lighting off fireworks or barbecuing in that type of weather. So thank goodness that July 4th is on July 4th. Anyway, these are the random things that come to my mind as I'm preparing for podcasts. So you are very welcome for this brief tour of my brain. Whenever you are listening to this, I hope that you have had a wonderful July 4th with your family or however else you are celebrating the holiday. So as I was prepping for this podcast, I had never really put together the ideas of giving and freedom. But as I dug deeper and deeper, I am absolutely convinced that freedom catalyzes our giving. Now, that doesn't mean that giving doesn't happen where freedom is less sparse, but there's this multiplier factor that occurs when people have both the means and the ability to give. As an example, the United States has been in the top five giving countries for a very long time. We collectively give almost 2% of our GDP to charity every year. In 2021, the GDP of the United States was $23 trillion. That means that as a country, we gave almost $466 billion to helping those in need. And as we've talked about in the past, almost 70% of that money was donated by ordinary people like you and me. So where did this culture of giving and freedom come from in the first place? Well, in my research, it all really goes back to our founding fathers and the year 1776. In the Declaration of Independence are the words, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So right there in our founding declaration as a nation are the ingredients for America to become a giving country. In essence, if someone does not have life, liberty, or the ability to pursue happiness, ultimately, it is up to each person to make that happen. 
Now, these words also paved the way for a constitution that turned these rights into a foundation for a nation that has giving as a priority. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. Domestic tranquility, the general welfare. You can't listen to these words without realizing that such dreams only happen when you outreach to those around you. So if it takes a village to raise a child, then you better believe that it's going to take a nation's cooperation to create a society that works for everyone. And by the way, we are not there yet. It's an ongoing journey for everyone who is a citizen of this country. But the real gas of giving in America is not in the preamble. It is actually in the Bill of Rights, which was introduced in 1791. This is the year when these amendments were adopted into the Constitution. And among other things, they guaranteed the protection to personal property. Now, this freedom to own property was really the kindling that allowed America to become a nation that focused on charity. And we can see that such a foundation makes a big difference when it comes to giving. For example, China consistently only gives about 0.2% of its GDP, or around $35 billion to charity each year. Now, there are a lot of factors at play, but around 1950, wealth in China was totally nationalized, and public charities were seen as kind of a sign of weakness to the communist state. So this act of taking away freedom to give and in some ways the right to personal property has set back China's charity in a way that they are now only starting to recover from. But before you get pumped out of your mind that you live in the most charitable country in the entire world, not all the statistics are on our side. According to the news organization Axios, Americans are giving to charity at the lowest level in nearly three decades, giving just 1.7% of their income to charity as opposed to the high of 2.4% a few years earlier. Now, experts will likely chalk this up to inflation and general economic uncertainty, but regardless of these factors, we can't get lazy with our giving. Because as soon as you start getting out of the habit of giving, it is so much harder as an individual and as a nation to get back. So I have another question for you. What percent of your GPP or your gross personal product are you giving? Now, as we've talked about in the past, one of the easiest ways to get involved with giving 
is by building into your personal budget this line item. And even if you are already giving more than the American average, there is always more that each of us has room to contribute. So in order to do my part and to help more people get involved with giving and charity, I am introducing a new segment to this podcast that will happen most weeks that you listen. It's going to be called Reachable Giving. And during this segment, I'll be highlighting reachable opportunities for you to give and serve in your community or sphere of influence. And in this segment, I'm not only going to break down what you can do, but the process and resources that you'll need to be involved. At first, a lot of these are going to be things that I am personally involved with. But over time, I'd like to start incorporating examples that you are doing. So get started on your end so I can make that transition as soon as possible. So for this first installment of Reachable Giving, I want to tell about an experience that I had a couple weeks ago. I was scrolling through social media when I saw that a friend of mine had recently lost her dog. Now, this is really close to home for me because I am obsessed with dogs. And a few years ago, I went through the same thing. So I thought to myself, what would I want if I was in this experience right now? And so what I decided to do was I decided that I was going to give this person a gift card to a restaurant and write them a short note. Now, after a little bit of FBI intelligence, I was able to discover where this person likes to eat. So I went out to that restaurant. I got about $25 on a gift card and came home and wrote a note to this individual. Now, something that I decided to do and to add to this and to make it like a little bit more personable was I decided to print off a couple pictures of me and my dog so that, you know, these things could be connected in a way to say, hey, I've I've been here. I understand a little bit about what you're going through and I hope that things get better. Now, the really cool thing happened after she received this little note. She sent me a couple text messages And essentially, we caught back up about this concept of giving. And what's remarkable is that over the last couple weeks, the contribution of this friend to what we're doing at Basement Philanthropy and in a lot of different projects that we have going on outside of the podcast has been nothing short of remarkable. There has just been so many different things that this person has shown up in that has exponentially changed the way that we are doing things here. And that's that's a pretty common theme of giving that I've found. Like you you give a little bit up front and in the long term, it just ends up giving back to you more and more than you can even comprehend. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's always going to be the person that's on the other end of the giving, 
but it's a it's a pretty cool and remarkable process. So overall, I spent about $25 on the gift certificate, maybe a couple dollars on those printed photos, and the note was free. Uh, probably all of that took me roughly 45 minutes to an hour. And so this doesn't necessarily need to just happen if someone's dog passes away. Like it can be if somebody has had just a rough day or you just want to tell someone that you are noticing them and you're really excited about what they're doing in their life. But I can promise you this, that there is somebody in your sphere of influence right now that could use this reachable giving. So go out, steal that idea and make it happen in your community. Well, team, that's it for me. Let's go out into the world and create good with the money in our pockets because here in America, we have the ability and freedom to do so together. Talk soon.